0: Chapter twenty four is called The Riches of Content. When the wonderful tidings reached the ears of the Queen Ginger, how Mumbai the witch had been captured and how she confessed her crime to Glinda, and how the long lost Princess Ozma had been discovered in no less a personage than the boy Tip, she wept real tears of grief and despair. She moaned, That after having ruled as queen and lived in the palace, I must go back to scrubbing floors and churning butter again. It is too horrible to think of. I would never consent. So when her soldiers, who spent most of their time making a fudge in the palace kitchens, counseled Ginger to resist, she listened to their foolish prattle, and sent a sharp defiance to Glinda the Good and Princess Ozma. The result was a declaration of war, and the very next day Glinda marched upon the Emerald City with pendants flying and bands playing and a forest of shining spears sparkling brightly beneath the sun's rays. But when it came to the walls, this brave assembly made a sudden halt, for Ginger had closed and barred every gateway, and the walls of the Emerald City were builded high and thick with many blocks of green marble. Finding her advance thus baffled, Glinda bent her brows in deep thought while well, the wobble-bug said in the most positive tone, "'We must lay siege to the city and start it into submission. "'It is the only thing we can do.' "'Not so,' answered the scarecrow. "'We still have the gump, and the gump can still fly.' The sorceress turned quickly at the speech, and her face now wore a bright smile. "'Well, you are right,' she exclaimed, "'and certainly have reason to be proud of your brains.' Let us get into the gump at once. So they passed through the ranks of the army until they came to the place near the Scarecrow's tent, where the gump lay. Glinda and Princess Ozma mounted first and sat upon the sofas. Then the Scarecrow and his friends climbed aboard, and still there was no room for a captain and three soldiers, which Glinda considered sufficient for a guard. Now, a word from the princess, the queer thing that they had called the gump, flopped its palm-leaf wings and rose into the air, Carrying the party of adventurers far above the walls. They hovered over the palace, and as soon as they perceived Ginger reclining in a hammock in the courtyard, where she was comfortably reading a novel with a green cover my conjecture is that it's the Wonderful Lizard of Oz book and eating green chocolates, confident that the walls would protect her from her enemies. Obeying a quick command, the gump alighted safely at this very courtyard, and before Ginger had time to do more than scream, the captain and three soldiers leaped out and made the former queen a prisoner, locking strong chains upon both her wrists. That act really ended the war, for the army of revolt submitted as they knew Ginger to be a captive, and the captain marched in safety through the streets and up to the gates of the city, where she threw them wide open. Then the bands played the most stirring music while Glinda's army marched into the city, and the heralds proclaimed the conquest of the audacious Ginger and the accession of the beautiful Princess Ozma to the throne of her royal ancestors. At once the men of the Emerald City cast off their aprons, and it is said that the women were so tired of eating the husband's cooking that they all hailed the conquest of Ginger with joy. Certain it is that rushing one and all to the kitchens of the houses, the good wives prepared so delicious a feast for the weary men that harmony was immediately restored in every family. Oh boy. Ozma's first act was to oblige the Army of Revolt to return to her every emerald or every gem stolen from the public streets and buildings. And so great was the number of precious stones picked up by these vain girls that every one of the royal jewelers worked steadily for more than a month to replace them in their settings. Meanwhile, the Army of Revolt was disbanded and the girls sent home to their mothers. On the promise of good behavior, Ginger was likewise released. Ozma made the, 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 made the loveliest queen that the Emerald City had ever known, and although she was young and inexperienced, she ruled her people with wisdom and justice. For Glinda gave her good advice on all occasions, and the Wobblebug, who was appointed to the important post of public educator, was quite helpful to Ozma when her royal duties grew perplexing. The girl, in her gratitude to the gump for its services, offered the creature any reward that it might name. replied the gump, please take me to pieces. I do not wish to be brought to life, and I am greatly ashamed of my conglomerate personality. For once I was a monarch of the forest, as my antlers fully prove, but now in my present upholstered condition of servitude, I am compelled to fly through the air, My legs being no use to be whatever. Therefore, I beg to be dispersed. This has some dark ethical implications. So Ozma ordered the gump taken apart. The antlered head was again hung over the mantelpiece in the hall. The sofas were untied and placed in the reception parlors. The broom tail resumed its accustomed duties in the kitchen, and finally the scarecrow replaced all the clotheslines and the ropes on the pegs, from which she had taken them on that eventful day when the thing was constructed. You might think that was the end of the gump, and so it was, as the flying machine. But the head over the mantelpiece continued to talk whenever it took a notion to do so. And it frequently startled, with its abrupt questions, the people who waited in the hall for the audience with the queen. The sawhorse, being Ozma's personal property, was tenderly cared for, and she often rode the queer creature along the streets of the Emerald City, She had its wooden legs shod with gold to keep them from wearing out, and the tinkle of those golden shoes upon the paveway always filled the queen's subjects with awe as they thought upon this evidence of her magical powers. The wonderful lizard was never so wonderful as Queen Ozma, the people said to one another in whispers, for he claimed to do many things he could not do, whereas our new queen does many things no one would ever expect her to accomplish. Jack Pumpkinhead remained with Ozma to the end of his days, and he did not spoil as soon as he had feared. Although, he always remained as stupid as ever. Well, he's in good company. The bug tried to teach him several arts and sciences, but Jack was so poor a student that any attempt to educate him was soon abandoned. After Glinda's army had marched back home, the peace was restored to the Emerald City. The Tin Woodman announced his intention to return to, to return to his own kingdom of the Winkies. Oh, it isn't a very big kingdom. He said to Ozma, but for that reason it is easier for me to rule, and I myself an emperor. (laughs) Oh, and I have called myself an emperor because I am an absolute monarch, and and no one interferes with the way that I conduct my uh, public or personal affairs. So uh, when I get home I shall have a new coat of nickel plate. Uh, For uh, I have become somewhat marred and scratched lately, and I shall be glad for you to pay me a visit. Well, thank you. "'replied Ozma. Some day I may accept the invitation. "'But what is to become of the scarecrow?' "'I shall return with my friend the Tin Woodman,' "'said the soft one seriously. "'We have decided to never be parted in the future. "'And I have made the scarecrow my royal treasurer,' "'explained the Tin Woodman. "'For it has occurred to me that it is a good thing "'to have a royal treasurer who is made of money. "'What do you think?' "'I think,' said the little queen, smiling that your friend must be the richest man in all the world? I am, returned the scarecrow, but not on account of my money, for I consider brains far superior to money in every way. You may have noticed that if one has money without brains, he cannot use it to advantage. But if one has brains without money, they will enable him to live comfortably to the end of his days. And at the same time, declared the Tin Woodman, you must acknowledge that a good heart is a thing that brains cannot create and money cannot buy. Perhaps, after all, it is I who am the richest man in the world. You are both rich, my friends, said Ozma gently, and your riches are the only riches worth having, the riches of content. And with that concludes Book Two of the wonderful. Lizard of Oz written by al Frank Baum and me and, and and what and what good advice to add on um uh, contentment um because you know, let's think back on this book it it wasn't great, but what well, what we can focus on are the good times because we can't give in to cynicism, that's what the lizard did, yeah, and like my my sister told me when she was listening to that bit about. This scarecrow, talking in English and not being able to understand anyone, she was like, well, we don't live in a good time to write books because if he can write that, that book and it'd be successful, I mean, amazing. Like, if I had written that, I would have failed the first grade. But, you know, we ought to be content with what we have here. And what we have here is the wonderful lizard a BOSS.